Talk to us now and go to the TNT Radio interactive live chat room at tntradio.live. Lighting the fuse for freedom. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. You're listening to The Reckoning with Timothy Shea on today's News Talk, TNT Radio. What a day. What a time to be alive. X has been great. And if you're not following on us, us on X, make sure you do at TNT Radio Live. And I am at The Reckoning TNT. Oh, it was a great day. The ratios, the ratios. John Kennedy, Senator John Kennedy, who we thought was MAGA, who we thought was America first, who still continues to make all the right noises. But then he, he does the wrong things. And the last straw was him voting with the 22 turncoats to send more tens of billions of dollars to Ukraine. Ukraine doesn't need any more money. Ukraine doesn't need any more of our support. We're the problem in Ukraine. Okay? So he posts a tweet showing one of today's favorite items, chocolate-covered strawberries. That's become huge business in the last few years. You know, those monstrous, overgrown frankenberries that are hand-dipped in chocolate, and those are the thing. And roses got so expensive, everybody went to chocolate-covered cherries, and now or chocolate-covered strawberries. And now chocolate-covered strawberries are so expensive. And that was the tweet Senator John Kennedy put out. Chocolate-covered cherries are up 56% in the Biden administration. And the ratio, the ratio, delicioso. If you haven't seen it, go to at Sen John Kennedy and just read the comments. It's delicious. Everybody's saying, well... Another 56 billion should lower the cost of those. And on and on and on, the comments were magnificent. Mm, chef's kiss, also magnificent. There's a new trend that came off of 4chan and it's called Dignity. Dignity, get it? And, or Dignify, I'm sorry, D-I-G-N-I-F, AI for Dignify. And what they're doing, it's an AI program, much like ChatGPT, that you can put in a photo and then have AI render a different version of that photo. We've seen these before with, you know, great photos of, of President Trump and in armor astride a horse and other photos that have been pretty funny. And these photos, though, these photos are holding up a mirror to all the 403s, all the e-thoughts, all the insta-thoughts, all the women sexually objectifying themselves, objectifying and sexualizing themselves by posting selfies in their underwear, posting selfies in the nude with their forearm across their nipples and all of these type of photos. In what Dignify is doing, Dignif AI is doing, is clothing them, is removing their tattoos, removing their piercings, making them look like traditional women. And quite frankly, they look much more beautiful. I don't have a problem with tattoos or piercings or, 
you know, you want a crazy haircut, go nuts. It grows out. If you decide you don't like it, it grows back. You can do something different with it. I love that expression. However, however, all too often, personal expression is being done in furtherance of a lie. And that lie is that women don't need men. That lie is that uh, sexually liberated women, empowered, sexually empowered women are attractive to men, which they most assuredly are not. And it's not that they're sexually liberated, it's that they're immodest. Modesty's sexy. I posted a photo today of a before and after of Melanie Trump that was run through Dignify. And guess what? There wasn't a pixel different. And that was the point of my tweet. That if you don't like Dignify, D-I-G-N-I-F-A-I, maybe try a little dignity. And that's the message that we really hope that young women get. Because this isn't about controlling them. and isn't about, you know, the idea that you're objectifying women by putting clothes on them instead of taking them off, which is another AI trend, which is quite frankly, pretty disgusting. Taking, you know, a, a G-rated photo of a famous actress or, or anybody for that matter, and turning it into a porn photo using AI, that's just disgusting. This is the opposite, however. So how can the guys doing this be deemed to be objectifying these women and sexualizing them when what they're doing is the exact opposite. They're de-objectifying them. They're desexualizing them. And they're showing them what they could be if they were listening to our Lord's instructions in the Bible, for one thing, if they were listening to what used to be deemed traditional culture and decorum, instead of the sin of the world that has just gotten constant. I mean, you cannot watch a TV show now for more than 10 minutes without seeing a sex scene, without seeing two men kissing each other, without some sort of message that, quite frankly, is demonically inspired coming through. So, again, if you don't like Dignify, try a little dignity. I'm Timothy Shea. This is The Reckoning. TNT is an independent global news talk station that does what others only say they do. TNT is a live radio and TV broadcaster that simply tells the truth 24 hours a day, seven days a week. No one in the world does what we do. Crisscrossing the globe, providing credible news and opinion all day and all night. In two and a half years, TNT has become a credible and exciting platform with brilliant hosts and staff. It is a critical time, and we must continue to call out the misinformation and propaganda from mainstream media and their powerful sponsors. We're now appealing to our many friends and supporters around the world to go to TNTradio.live and make a small donation to TNT while we seek the right investors to continue our important mission. Connecting the dots, painting the bigger picture. They always have great conversations. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. House Intelligence Chair Mike Turner, Republican from Ohio, made a cryptic call for President Biden to declassify information about a, quote, serious national security threat 
to allow for public discussions about how the U.S. should respond. But Turner's call was largely out of step with other voices in Congress who said the matter, although serious, was no cause for alarm. Here with the story joining me now is TNT News producer Adam Clark, a.k.a. Ruckus. Thanks, Timothy. Uh, kind of weird, uh, alarming sounding headline came across my desk today, as it were. Uh, yeah, they're like saying, hey, I don't want to scare anybody here, but we have a serious national security threat. Now, I don't know about you, but when I hear the word serious national security threat, I certainly think there's absolutely nothing to worry about. Yeah, and then they're just playing it off. I have no idea what's going on here. Um, what happened is that the House Intelligence Committee Chairman, uh, Mr. Turner there, uh, made a statement on Valentine's Day, February 14th, uh, said thing, saying that the committee, quote, has made available to all members of Congress information concerning a serious national security threat, end quote, and that he is, quote, requesting that President Biden declassify all information relating to this threat so that Congress, the administration, and our allies can openly discuss the actions necessary to respond to this threat, end quote. The statement did not give any further details, nor did it bother to identify the threat. I'm not going to lie. I immediately started thinking, oh, boy, here we go with another pandemic. But anyways, um, I hope not. Uh, so National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan told reporters that he will brief some members of what is called the Gang of Eight regarding the unnamed threat. Uh, the Gang of Eight, this group made up of Mr. Turner, House Intelligence Ranking Member Jim Himes, Democrat from Connecticut, Senate Intelligence Committee Chairman Mark Warner, Democrat from Virginia, Senate Intelligence Committee Vice Chairman Marco Rubio, Republican from Florida, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, Democrat from New York, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, Republican from Kentucky, House Speaker Mike Johnson, Republican from Louisiana, and House Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries, Democrat from New York. Mr. Sullivan said, quote, I reached out earlier this week to the Gang of Eight to offer myself up for a personal briefing. And in fact, we scheduled a briefing for the four House members of the Gang of Eight for tomorrow. That's been on the books, end quote. He lamented that Mr. Turner sounded the alarm on the publicly unknown threat. He said, quote, I am a bit surprised that Congressman Turner came out publicly today in advance of a meeting on the books for me to go sit with him alongside our intelligence and defense professionals tomorrow. That's his choice to do that. I'm not in a position to say anything further from this podium at this time, end quote. Well, doesn't that sound suspicious? He noted that the Biden administration has, quote, gone further and in more creative, more strategic ways dealt with the declassification of intelligence in the national interest of the United States than any administration in history, end quote. <laughs> and therefore, quote, you definitely are not going to find an unwillingness to do that when it's in our national security interest to do so, end quote. Uh, as far as the Speaker of the House, uh, Johnson, he says everything's fine, calm down, nothing to worry about here, no need for public alarm. Uh, he says, quote, uh, this is what he told reporters on the, at, in the Capitol today, quote, um, I saw Chairman Turner's statement on the issue, and I want to ensure the American public, American people, I'm sorry, there is no need for public alarm. We are going to work together to address this matter as we do all sensitive matters that are classified. Uh, and he added, finally, quote, we just want to assure everyone 
steady hands are at the wheel. We're working on it and there's no need for alarm, end quote. Now, Timothy, based on how we've been seeing uh, Biden act, especially cognitively, I can't imagine why anyone might suspect that there might not be steady hands at the wheel. So maybe it's a good thing that Johnson had to say something to calm everybody down. What do you think about this unnamed threat? Well, one thing I want to just assure everyone, it has absolutely nothing to do with the mysterious cloud formations over New York, Chicago, Los Angeles, Houston, London, Tokyo, Moscow that are that are hiding the motherships. OK, it has absolutely nothing to do with that. We're not facing another Independence Day. I think, and there's been wide speculation, and though we at Right to Center USA are based in Ohio and have a lot of connections to the Ohio congressional delegation, Mike Turner's office is being tight-lipped as they should be, because what I think Representative Turner is doing is calling attention to all of the known terrorists, let me repeat that, known terrorists that have been identified as having entered the United States through our porous southern border. They're here. We've seen the videos on TikTok and on Facebook of an Arabic man saying, you don't know my name, but soon you will. Okay. We've identified dozens of men of military age coming from known sponsors of state terrorism nations. So I think what Representative Turner is doing is forcing the hand of the administration by hyping this up, as, which legitimately is a national security issue, and creating all this speculation and forcing the, which is why those voices in Congress, by the way, they're mostly Democrats saying, oh, it's serious, but it's, it's nothing to be alarmed about. Yeah, those are mostly rhinocrats. And I think he's trying to force the White House's hand into finally addressing the deplorable situation on our border caused solely by Joe Biden and the people who are running him. Okay. I would take that over my own theory, which is that they're going to try another phony baloney virus thing. That's a legitimate theory too. And I think they will, although I don't know that uh, Turner would have come out this early. It's only February 14th, by the way, happy uh, St. Valentine's Day and a good Ash Wednesday to everyone. That's right. That is today, isn't it, Timothy? Uh, but yeah, no, uh, and, and the aliens, they could always do that at any time. But I think you're actually on to something. I think it is a clever PR stunt, as it were. We'll call it like a political PR stunt. I think uh, it's a gambit. We'll call it a gambit. Let's call it a gambit. Political gambit. Sure, I'll take that. A gambit. But yeah, it, it serves the purpose to bring a new, a, a fresh angle to bring attention to an incredibly important thing that needs to be discussed. That's my theory. Again, that's just a theory. We'll, time won't tell as it always does, Adam. You're listening to The Reckoning on today's News Talk, TNT. TNT's Kate Shimarani. Well, it might surprise you that in the last 10 years, there's been a 96% increase in revenue from oncology drugs to $103 billion in 2019. So it, it's incredible to think that the results are staggering, that over the past decade, the proportional 
Revenues from the sale of cancer drugs has increased by nearly 100%. Anyone would think that they knew, wouldn't they, what's coming? And over the same time period from non-cancer drugs that decreased by 20%, mm, all of these vaccine companies have now switched to oncology drugs as well. Kate Shimarani on today's News Talk TNT. A better business tip from TNT Radio. News Talk Radio listeners are some of the most active and involved listeners of any format. TNT Radio listeners rely on TNT Radio often as their primary source of information. They trust TNT Radio and are highly engaged with the content. If you'd like more information about advertising on TNT Radio, simply fill out your details on our contact page and we'll be in touch. To find out more, go to tntradio.live. Unbiased information. Honest and forthright. News without the misinformation. It doesn't matter what side you're from. What matters is what you say, the truthfulness behind it. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Last December, Julian Assange's two-day public hearing was announced for February 20 and 21 at the UK High Court to determine whether Julian will have permission to appeal or whether he will be extradited to the United States. TNT will be at the Royal Courts of Justice, broadcasting and covering the entire two days if required. Then TNT will broadcast from various locations throughout London to get commentary. Also, the London premiere of The Trust Fall, Julian Assange, will be at Rio Cinemas on Sunday, 18th February at 1 p.m. The film will be followed by a panel discussion and Q&A with confirmed speakers Tariq Ali and Kristen Prafsenson and hopefully also with Stella Assange. To find out more, just Google and search for The Trust Fall, Julian Assange, London premiere. Lighting the fuse for freedom, today's news talk, TNT. It's my great pleasure to welcome back to The Reckoning, Mel Kay, host of The Mel Kay Show, which emphasizes the importance of personal liberty, national sovereignty, and our inalienable God-given rights. Mel was graduated with honors from New York University with concentrations in journalism and film and spent 20 years working in film, television, and investigative journalism in Hollywood before moving back to New York to focus full-time on The Mel Kay Show, where she exposes the truth and explores our hidden history. It's my great pleasure to welcome back my friend Mel Kay to The Reckoning. Well, I am excited to be back with you. And like you said before we came on, I mean, every time we talk, I feel like news explodes 10 minutes before we go on the air, one after another. So I guess it's just nonstop. We're all in. <laughs> well, Mel, I'm kind of wondering whether people might have hacked into our, our scheduling calendar. And it's, oh, Mel K is going to be on. We need to bust all that news right before. Right, because exactly. it is. This you happened know, last it, time. It didn't. You know what it means? We just need to have you on more often because that'll be more good news and more good news and more good news. There's so much to dissect, but I want to just lay out what I see as the collage because there's a bunch of different things that seem like they're different, but I think they're all part of the same thing. And the first is Yehuda Miller's reportage yesterday that a FISA, a, a FOIA request showed that CISI, the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, ERIC, the Election Registration Information Center, FBI, leftist NGOs, state election officials, 
and Dominion and ESNS, which make the machines and the software that were used to hack the election, they all met on election day. So that's one big story. Another big story is that Catherine Herridge was fired from CBS today after she reported on something that the dominant powers that be didn't like. So Catherine now is going to join Cheryl Ackeson, Tucker Carlson, and others who have been fired. I think it's great for truth, liberty, and the news because Catherine's going to be unchained. And just like yeah. Matt Taibbi and Michael Schellenberger, who Michael is a greenie. He's a green energy guy. Matt wrote for Rolling Stone. He's, he's not a big Trump guy. But all of these people, Cheryl Ackeson, and Yehuda Miller, Tucker, Schellenberger, Taibbi, and now Catherine Herridge, they're all true reporters. They go out, they're journalists. They go out and they commit journalism. They go and they dig up the truth, whatever the truth might be. So I think that's another big piece of the puzzle. And then of course, the third piece of the puzzle is this missing binder. Are you as excited as I am about this missing binder? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. I have to tell you. And again, I'm glad that it's because, you know, you and me and a lot of people that really are Trump people back in the day and we're watching what's going on. We knew way before the Durham report, you know, I, I, I'm friends with Cash and I we, we've talked to Devin Nunes, all these people. We knew that they put in criminal referrals. We knew that they all this was going on. But you know what? It's a little different now. There's a there's a mystery binder, which is very exciting. But because Schellenberger and Tabibi also went, they were in front of the the weaponization committee themselves, right. and their 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 name recognition exploded because of that. Um, not that they weren't already known to me and you and people that are like news junkies, but they were out there. They are also not Trump people. So this is another level of wow. And they're putting out something that's super important that a lot of us knew and suspected. And I look at Bill Barr because I believe Bill Barr knew this as well, but mm -hmm. that. Not only were they spying on the Trump campaign, which again is is serious election interference, but that it was Brennan, uh, John Brennan under at the CIA, who then member testified uh, also about this in 2017. That it looks like he went to the Five Eyes intelligence nations intelligence community, talked to them, gave them a list of 26 people all the way back months before Crossfire Hurricane started to go what they call bump or whatever else. And I've had on George Papadopoulos, I think he's he's patient zero of the bumping situation, and basically. They started by any means necessary, the stop Trump campaign that we are still living through today, all the way back then. And so where we are now is a lot of things I think would these guys wouldn't have put out this thing about the binder if they don't have it. A and B, the other thing that comes into question now is what were they looking for at Mar-a-Lago? which a lot of people thought, because if you look at the Mar-a-Lago case, which I've dug into it, and, and the charges, which are really coming from a memo that two Crossfire Hurricane and Mueller Report all-stars, I call them the, the fifth columnists, um, uh, Weissman and Eisen, wrote a document, a memo about the documents case, and they laid out everything. They give it to Lisa Monaco. Next thing you know it, we give Jack Smith, who many people say, Ed Meese included, is an illegitimate, uh, unconstitutionally chosen um, special counsel. He comes out and he puts out the indictment and the charges, and you look back and you think, well, on June 2nd, Weissman and Eisen put out a, a memo about the about the charges, and they're exactly the same. So you're, what you have to look at now, I think, after all of this and everything you said in the beginning is 
Is the crossfire hurricane Obama A team fake Mueller investigation? Because the Mueller investigation was about the fake crossfire hurricane. So they all knew this. Did they get away with sedition and treason, then put themselves back in the White House? And are they still doing the same stuff and same criminal activity from a fifth column of public-private partnerships up there to continue to run this out? Because I don't think this is about Donald Trump. I think this is about 80 million, probably 100 million Americans that they don't want to have a voice, to have a vote, or to have any say as they go forward in their globalist utopian idea of what America should be going forward. You're exactly correct. And as our wonderful president put it, they don't hate me, they hate you. I'm just in their way. You're listening to The Reckoning on today's News Talk, TNT. Big news. Big news. Big news. The biggest breaking news story. Holy crap. TNT Radio News. For TNT, this is James O'Neill. The U.S. intelligence community, including the CIA, allegedly engaged foreign intelligence agencies of the Five Eyes Alliance to spy on Trump associates before the 2016 election. According to a report by journalist Michael Schellenberger, Matt Taibbi, and Alex Gutentag. Secretary of Homeland Security Alejandra Mayorkas became the second cabinet member in U.S. history to be impeached, following a House vote of 214 to 213 on charges related to his management of the border crisis. Globalist agendas, democratic rights at risk, corruption, propaganda. It never stops. For the news and views silenced by the mainstream media, by government and corporations, vote one. TNT Radio. Free speech always has a home here. Stay up to date with the latest live news and current affairs delivered by our lineup of expert commentators and hosts. Listen to TNT Radio anywhere you go. Ask Alexa or Google to play TNT Radio or download the TNT Radio app for free from the App Store or Google Play. Today's news talk. This is TNT Radio. Mel, I have a theory about this binder and let me know what you think about it. We knew back in, well, I was at the Clay Clark event in Batavia, New York in August of 2022. So this is a year and a half ago now. And I set up a press conference for Patrick Byrne and General Flynn and Cash Patel to talk about the receipts. Patrick had an inch thick folder of documents that he was willing to share with the reporters and not a single one of them was interested, but it was all the receipts about how the election had actually been stolen because it wasn't just the machines or the algorithms. It wasn't just the uh, suitcase pulled out from under the table in Atlanta in the middle of the night. It it was everything together, right? It's like that movie, um, everything all at once. And um, that's (laughs) what they did. They had, because we broke their algorithm in 2016. They cheated in 2016. We just broke their algorithms. So now they had backup plan after backup plan after redundancy after backup plan. So I think, and they mock people that say that President Trump plays 3D chess, but his former bodyguard and driver lives in my little village here in upstate New York. And the stories he's told me about the president, for example, he had his own intelligence network on the streets of New York. There would be shoeshine guys, hot dog cart vendors, uh, people all around the city at key locations outside certain hotels outside certain office buildings and if they saw they were they would be given a photo of somebody if you see this person go into that building call this number and the number they called would be somebody that would then call somebody that would then inform donald trump because what he was doing is keeping tabs on his competitors in the new york state real estate world 
If somebody in business is smart enough and talented enough to create his own spy network in Manhattan, you don't think that he's aware and knows how the game is played? It all goes back to a cryptic comment he made. Remember when they renovated the West Wing in his first months of office and they asked him, he said, we found a lot of things in the walls. And they asked him what they found. And he said, gold, real gold. And it got people speculating, were they gold coins from right. the Civil War or whatever? No, I think he found the bugs and he found all the evidence that th this massive spying network he knew he'd been right. spied on in the campaign. He was correct about Trump Tower being uh, bugged, right? Right. So I think yeah. he declassified this binder before he left office by executive order. I think he then secreted the binder someplace. They thought it was at Mar-a-Lago, which is why FBI did their jackbooted thug raid there. I think he's got it secreted away. And here's the theory part of it. I think the reason he did it was insurance against them replacing Stumblebum Joe, who we all knew on January 20th, 2021, wouldn't be the nominee this year, with Killary. I think this binder is the wooden stake that is going to be driven through the evil heart of the Democrat Party and prevent Killary from ever being president. Yeah, I'm not as worried about her as I am about other things, but I do agree with you to a certain extent. And I also want to remind people that they admitted it. Okay, because the, the crazy part, I call them the fifth column. They're they're above our government. I say are covered. There's no left and right Republican and Democrat, in my opinion. I feel like we're fully captured mainly by globalist funded NGOs and think tanks and and billionaire like oligarch types that we know them in America. You know, the Bezos is the the Soros open society gates, all these people. They're obviously Larry Fink. They're in on the Great Reset. They're they want America to go to Agenda 2030. They're already all invested, probably financially and otherwise, in the global governance model. Model. That's why they all go to the same events and all that. Mm -hmm. But if you recall, all these people also happen to be very arrogant and I believe probably sociopaths. Um, Molly Ball wrote an article in Time magazine that I hearken back to often about the secret 2020 election campaign that saved America from Donald Trump, basically. Right. And she goes through and she says in it, the handshake was between business and labor was just one component of the vast cross-partisan campaign to protect the election, an extraordinary shadow effort dedicated not to winning the vote, but to ensuring it would be free and fair, credible and uncorrupted for more than a year, a loosely organized coalition of operatives scrambled to shore up America's institutions as they came under simultaneous attack from a remorseless pandemic and an autocratic president. There was much to this activity. And then they go on to say, but Norm Eisen is quoted saying he wanted the American people to know how close they got to losing democracy. And in this article by Molly Ball that people should go back and look at, what this article is basically saying is that the public-private partnership that runs America as if they are the parent company and we are just lucky to live here, us, we the people, uh, decided who was going to win in 2020. And if you look back, you remember that they started the Transition Integrity Project, Podesta, Eisen, Dunn, uh, Brooks, all these same operatives, a year before. So what we're watching now leading up to this election all those same operatives are out there. Mary McCord, another huge crossfire hurricane Mueller operative who still has her fingers in everything too, just like Eisen and Weissman. 
she's out there giving interviews to NBC News last week saying that, you know, we're preparing just in case Trump wins to make sure that we bog him down with lawsuits and anything we Mm -hmm. can do. We're looking at everything he does. And you just saw Vance found the the bomb for impeachment in Ukraine in the in the in the documents that for the ninety five billion dollars. So Cass Sonstein is writing the border legislation so that no president can ever undo it. So what they're doing, it's the same people. But this is where this is where it, it ends. These people need to be held accountable for what they did in 2015 and 2016. And it ends all of it because it's the same people that are doing it today. That's exactly right. It's an evil cabal that is trying to take America over. And you're absolutely correct. These people are sociopaths and they psychologically project, right? The crimes that they actually commit, they they project onto Donald Trump, they project onto us. So here you have Democrats destroying democracy in the name of saving democracy. It's it's absolutely (laughs) lunacy. I know their NGOs are laughable, you know, and and you know what's crazy though. I have to tell you, I've been really digging into this because once I found the Brookings, uh, all these documents on the Brookings where they were literally writing the uh, novel legal theories for all, every case. I'm talking about, yeah. and this remember they do lawfare out of Brookings as well. Brookings was involved in the Deschenko steel dossier. I do not know what's going on over there, but Qatar and CCP, but a lot of open society, a lot of people give them money, and then the other two groups. But if you follow these these guys that have been involved the whole time, Crossfire Hurricane and the Mueller report and, and the impeachments and all that. It's the same handful cabal of, of Ivy League trained lawyers that um, are now, you know, multi, multi millionaires. They're all aligned with this globalist vision of Obama and Samantha Power and Susan Rice and all the people from Crossfire Hurricane, all the people that went after all these people. But I have to tell you, when I read their documents, which I do, and it's it's hard and they, they write lots of op eds, they control the narrative. They obviously run M- MSNBC. But what they talk about, I believe, listen, and this is really bad, but I believe that the way that they think is they need a final solution for those pesky Trump voters, those those American patriots that still believe in the Constitution, and the Bill of Rights. They talk in terms that sound like we need to shut these people down. This 100 million people, they don't deserve a voice. They don't deserve a vote. They're just lucky we let them live in our country. That's how they speak. And when they talk of their democracy, they literally mean theirs, not ours. Yes, you're exactly correct. And you're not wrong in characterizing it as a final solution because that is the way these people think. And we'll get more into that after the news. You're listening to The Reckoning on today's News Talk, TNT. De-weaponizing weather with reality and perspective. My company, weatherbell.com, already has a hurricane season from hell predicted for the United States next year. We're expecting three to five major landfalling hurricanes. We parallel or correlate next year to 2005, 2017, 2020. Now we've had this out since December, been speculating on what could happen with this upcoming hurricane season since last hurricane season. A lot of this is because of the climate hypothesis I've developed. And it's interesting, I'm starting to see people tiptoe toward what my company, weatherbell.com, has had out. I do think it will turn into a stampede. The current El Nino is going to collapse rapidly in the spring, reverse to a La Nina. The main development region of the Atlantic is still very, very warm, except this year, it's not as warm in the North Atlantic. Now, what does that mean? Well, whenever it's not as warm in the North Atlantic and it's warmer near the equator, it means that the heat 
gets to incubate, as I call it, or bunch up in the areas that are the main development region. Last year, we saw storms developing and just going up north in the Atlantic and staying away from the United States. I don't believe that's the case this year. In addition, in looking at forecasted rainfall patterns for the upcoming hurricane season, we look at the Pacific and we see that from the Indian Ocean into the Western Pacific, it looks like phase two and three of the Madden-Julian oscillation. All the major hurricanes that have hit the United States that have developed within two days of the U.S. coast since 2017 have hit in phase two or three of the Madden-Julian oscillation. So here we are in February, reviewing our forecast from December and we'll see who's right. This is TNT Climate and Weather Watchdog, meteorologist Joe Bastardi asking you to enjoy the weather. It's the only weather you got. Asthma is a growing problem, especially among children. Asthma affects the quality of life for millions like me every single day. My name is Chris Draft and I have asthma. And I've spent more than a decade in the NFL tackling asthma on and off the field. Join me and the EPA in helping people control their asthma. Asthma is a lung condition that can be controlled through medication, and by avoiding things that can make it worse. Three steps are the solution to controlling asthma. Step one, talk to a doctor. Step two, make a plan. And step three, get rid of things that can make it worse. Asthma can be tackled. For more information on asthma, log on to epa.gov asthma. Political neutrality, not with Timothy Shea. This is The Reckoning with Timothy Shea on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Mel, I was remiss when I brought you on. I was so excited to get uh, talking to you that I forgot to wish you a happy St. Valentine's Day, but happy St. Valentine's oh, thank Day. thank you. To you, too. I couldn't imagine anyone I'd rather be with on Valentine's Day. How exciting. Oh, you're last so time sweet. We spoke, last time we spoke, I think it was on election day. It was, <laughs> We have yeah. something to do, you know? We'll have to do it on all holidays. There you go. Let's do Uh you just re made reference to the final solution, which, of course, is a reference to the Holocaust. One of my 31 30-day bans that I received on, on Facebook, and I discovered the hard way, they don't give you a 30-second. They just give you a lifetime ban, which for people that can't find me on Facebook, it's because I'm no longer on Facebook. 11 years worth of work gone. And you can find me on X at The Reckoning TNT. But one of those 31 30-day bans, was because I had the temerity in March of 2020, right at the very beginning of the scandemic, I posted a picture of Jews getting onto boxcars. And the, yeah. the text was, Liebchen, so what if we can't own a gun? We don't own a gun anyway. It, it'll be all right. Liebchen, so what if we have to get identification? We already have identification. What's one more piece? It'll be all right. And on and on and on until Liebchen. So what if we have to get on a, a train car and take a ride someplace? It'll be fine once we get there, right? That's the path yeah. they had us on. And I saw it in March of 2020. You saw it in March of 2020. A lot yeah. of people saw it in March of 2020. So nothing that happened, the masquerade, the vaccine pushes, none of it surprised us. But right. that was illustrative of how these people think. It yeah. used to be the Democrats and the left were all about free speech. I might disagree with what you have to say, but I'll defend with my life your right to say it. These evil people are not just, you don't have a right to say that. They think you don't have a right to think that. And because you think that, you don't have a right to a job. You don't have a right 
to a driver's license, a passport. You don't have a right to engage in civil society. You don't have a right to live. It's just, look, this is the party of abortion and euthanasia. What makes anyone think they would stop it killing us? And a lot of people think, well, that's exactly what they tried to do with the gene jab. Yeah, I mean, we have to just start being honest. You can't lie to anyone anymore. You can't allow anyone to lie to you. You got to be brave and be in people's faces. The truth is the only weapon that's going to win this war. Uh, this is a war on on reality. And and the reality is that we have been captured by a public-private partnership uh, that aligns with the United Nations idea of global governance and no more nation states. It is not a conspiracy theory. It's on all their websites. You know, Barack Obama signed us onto Agenda 2030 in 2015 with like binding and then put us in the front oh, uh, just in September. Uh, Kamala Harris and uh, Biden, it's still on the White House website, made it recommitted halfway to Agenda 2030. They align with all 17 development goals. And then they, it's about a transfer of about $3 trillion in that one document of wealth into all global funds, be it climate or World Health Organization or any of the, they're all financial funds, Okay. So what we have to realize is that they are building the infrastructure. It was in the infrastructure deal, this this high level blockchain ledger technology. Then you throw in the all the A.I. behind the uh, the the um, IRS stuff and this and that. They are trying to create the uh, efficient model of running humanity that the CCP runs for us. I believe that this I call them the fifth branch, the fifth column, which is these puppet master type um, lawyers and billionaire funded NGOs and think tanks. They are all I don't know if they signed in blood or what, but they are committed to the global governance agenda 2030 model by any means necessary. The United States is the only thing in the way, because you said before what I say a lot, but I also have amended it to with Trump saying they're not after me, they're after you, I'm in the way. I honestly believe on the next level, especially with this group of people we're talking about, which is not that big. I follow the money. It's it's a couple, probably 10,000 people uh, to 350 million in America. But I'll tell you, it's not, they're, they're not after America, they're after the world and America is in the way. And, and that is an even bigger picture to hear. They can't have the Great Reset. They can't have the Fourth Industrial Revolution. They can't do any of that if America's not on board. And the American people, it's they're being lied to. They don't know that that's the end game. But this fifth column, and then, you know, for me, the Patriot Act is the most unconstitutional, terrible thing that happened in at least my lifetime, probably all of ours, that we don't really realize that it created an intelligence branch of our government, DNI, TSA, DHS, all this that never existed, that has no oversight. And we they then Obama and um, uh, Holder, they empowered themselves with a new Department of Justice division called the Department of National Security. Nobody even knows exists. So and then they're trying to re-up the FISA today after they abused it out, all out of proportion back when they're talking about now. So we have to understand that we have lost control of this country to a bunch of, I believe, totally globally aligned sociopaths that have invested everything they have, all their money, power, everything to be a part of Pan Am, like from Hunger Games, and that we're all going to be one of the wards and that they're going to run it from up here. And that's the only explanation other than that they're, they need Trump to be out so that they never are held accountable for what they've done so far. And we got to make sure they are. I couldn't disagree with a single word of that. In fact, I, I saw an a ad, you know how some posts on X are ads, they're just interspersed yeah, like the yeah. regular posts. This was a video about, a, no, it's a great new investment opportunity. 
And it was right. a video. It was a guy doing, you know, how you overlay your face on the video using a green screen and he's reacting and pointing. It was Larry Fink of uh, BlackRock talking yeah. about the tokenization of the financial services sector right. and how by 2030, and there's that year again, how come that keeps popping up? 15 right. to 20% of the financial services sector is going to be tokenized, meaning just like digital currency, you're going to have digital bonds, digital stocks. And he goes, imagine the benefits. Instead of having clearinghouses and having to wait days for stock transactions to settle, they'll be settled instantaneously. And it's like, yeah, this is the digital world that these people want to create. And yeah. it's absolutely the other side terrifying. Of that yeah, and the other side that Larry Fink's not saying there is that those two will be tokens that can be turned off, turned on, seized, uh, eliminated, Bingo. expired. This is this is all about. I'm telling you, everyone was missing. I did live from uh, Davos when they were there because you got to listen to these people. Right. Yeah. The two things that nobody talked about in Davos were a that um, the uh, VIPs there, the the bells of the ball, the people that everyone was bowing to and kissing the ring, it happened to be the Chinese Communist Party and the number two to G. And remember, this is where Larry Fink lives. I think he's the most powerful person in America right now, running the the fifth column and the you know the the public private partnership that went direct to the people and skipped the government. Um, but basically. In Davos, not only that, but let me tell you something. They continued over and over. There were they're not panels; they're press conferences in Davos. They're telling you what they're doing, what how they're doing it. Um, not only were they honoring and treating the Chinese Communist Party like they were the new leaders of the world that everyone had to bow down to, from our big tech to our companies to our politicians worldwide, but they kept talking about how. The CCP was the most efficient at dealing with resources. And if you kept listening, they meant people. And what they were talking right. about was that the best model, and they've talked about it openly, Fink, Gates, Rockefeller back in the day, Kissinger, the Communist Chinese Party runs their people the best. Well, what do you think that means? That means tokenization is, is just a part, another part of the digital wallet, social credit score. Either you're going to be a part of this infrastructure or you're going to be either dead in a camp or, you know, living in a wilderness somewhere, hoping that they don't find you. <laughs> That's what or, they're or, saying. Yeah, or, or kept alive artificially while they harvest your organs, right? I don't, I don't exactly. think you're, I don't think you're far off at all. Or turn you into all. a transhuman. <laughs> yeah, well, even worse, right? And and here it is. You said that courage if standing up and fighting is our only weapon, it, it is indeed a great weapon. Courage is contagious. All it takes is one person to stand up for 170 people around that one person to realize, oh, I'm not alone. He thinks the same thing. And then they say, oh, we all think the same thing. And there's only one person thinking opposite. And now it's 171 to one. So courage right. is contagious. You got to be courageous. But really, Mel, I think that our most potent weapon is prayer. Specifically, yeah. the Holy Rosary. Mary gave us that as a weapon against sin. That's what the rosary is. It is a spiritual weapon. And we are most certainly in a spiritual battle. This is literally good versus evil playing out in this physical physical sphere here. Yeah, I agree. I wake up every single day. You know, what we do is not easy, especially because the government is totally weaponized against us. They want to shut mm -hmm. down what they consider misinformation, disinformation, when the truth is they just want to shut down anyone that is skeptical or questioning their narrative in any way, whether it's me that's in your face calling out their names or it's other people out there that are just pointing out one aspect, be it the school, the parents pointing out what's going on in schools or people talking about the border. It doesn't matter what you're talking about. If it goes against the narrative of the people 
people that own the media and the Intel-controlled networks and 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 um, and press, uh, they want to de destroy you. But remember, these people that we're talking about, they lawfare is there in their blood. Lawfare is wearing people down and destroying them rather than killing them to the point that they wish they were dead. And that is how these people function. They they are people that if they for what they've done to Flynn or to uh, Carter Page or to any of these people, John Eastman, just Rudy Giuliani. If any of these people broke to the point that they wanted them to, they would have a big party with champagne. So we really have to understand we're dealing with not left and right, not Republican and Democrat. We are dealing with people that truly do not deserve to be in any positions of power, let alone hidden in the shadows in positions of power. We got to be brave and call them out. I always talk about Hannah Arendt wrote an essay, Responsibility and Judgment. And if we keep having hearings about organizations or bureaucracies, nobody's ever going to be held accountable. We need to call out their names. I don't want to hear anymore that we have a weaponization of government committee. I want to know who did it, who made the call, who shut this down, who opened that up. Talk about the specific people. Um, like We really need to start having accountability. I think a lot of the senior executive service and a lot of these fifth columnists, they've been in there since JFK was murdered and they've been covering up crimes one after another under the guise of reasons of national security. You know what? If your reason is that you broke the law and you work for the government, that's not a reason of national security. It's a reason of national security to out you and put you in prison. So I just think we're at a place where we have the opportunity. We have the upper hand. This is a small group of people, but I assure you, they do not care about Democrats or Republicans or any voters. They only care about achieving their end goal. And for me, honestly, it's like 1984, power for power's sake. And once they get that power, they ain't giving it back. So uh, we've got to be really, really um, certain and focused that uh, we will take this country back. It's, re it's resolve. And the last thing I do want to say is I every day pray to God for one thing, and that's to make me useful in whatever his plan is. Because I don't know what the plan is, but I know God has one and I know that it's for good. So um, that's how I keep going. Even every day I wake up, like I'm sure you do, like, oh my God, what could possibly happen? And then it's like nothing you ever imagined in five directions. But I still, you know, God kind of leads you and I both to the things that the people need to hear. And we're lucky to be able to, to say it. Absolutely. And that's exactly what I pray for. Cause you know, that and discernment. I also pray for discernment because I am the poster. I am the poster boy for trusting people I shouldn't trust and not trusting people I, I used should. To be. Yeah, I used to be like that <laughs> yeah, too. You better. learn. Yeah, you learn <laughs> you over time. You get hit in the head enough that you realize, oh wait, let me just stay in my lane and and prove things to myself and just kind of go. Let me put it this way. way: I can spot a psychopathic narcissist coming over the horizon now. <laughs> Great, good for you. That's what we got a picture because you don't forget. Don't forget anyone that those kind of people are the most charming. So uh, you oh, got a commander yep, in chief thing. that was in there for eight years that I believe is the worst thing that happened to this country, and he was the most charming man ever. So hopefully his days are numbered, and they all are. I honestly think they're all panicking, and I think the, all the entire Trump persecution, every single case is falling apart. And and you know what? They're, they're, it's all BS. They would all be overturned. I've looked through every single one of those cases. They're all easily overturned on appeal. Oh, sure. We're just, yeah. they, they're garbage. They're just counting on these juries. And, they, you know, then you find out that the, the judges like Chuckin worked with Hunter Biden at, at a right. law firm yeah. and worked on Burisma. Like, hello, you're, you're not qualified then to do this case or any of the January 6th cases. But we're dealing in an upside down world. But it looks like it's somebody's trying really hard to right side it up. Yeah, well, they are. And you referenced uh, Hunger Games. I would just like to remind them publicly of how Hunger Games ended. So uh, exactly. I don't think that uh, they're going to want to really 
pursue that as a long-term strategy. We've got a couple minutes left. Let me ask you if, what do you think of Jamie Diamond at Davos talking about how businesses are moving away from ESG and how that has kind of passed and he in DEI as well and how business is moving on. I've got a theory about that, but how did you take what Jamie Dimon said about ESG and DEI? I think Jamie Dimon's a very smart man, and I think he sees that if they can't get away with stealing the election, that Trump's going to win, and he better realize that he needs to shift his his model because at the end of the day, bankers care about banks, and 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 banks care about banks. <laughs> Bingo. And, that and I, I, I think that I, that's exactly correct. That's that was my initial impression, and then. Reflecting on it a little bit, I think he was also throwing us a bone to give us a little glimmer of hope. Yeah, I mean, that's probably part of it. But I, I mean, I still see all the sneaky things of them re relabeling things. But you know what? I that's think that it's the I'm groups saying, yeah. of people. But I think it's the people that they claim to be helping the black community, the immig legal immigrant community, the actual gay and lesbian community that are not happy with any of what they fought for being like manipulated into something else. I think that the people that they claim DEI is for are going to be the biggest people that tear that thing down. And and I don't think it makes it that much farther, but I think the backlash is coming and I think it's coming from them. Honestly, it absolutely is. You've got gays for groomers on X. You've got all of these Lots. videos of of street interviews in the Bronx and in, in my exactly. old uh, borough of Brooklyn. And yeah. I think you're exactly correct. And there's so much more to talk about. We're going to have to have you back on very, very soon. Anytime. Anytime. You, I love K. coming on here. Thank you, guys. Follow, really appreciate follow it. Mel at the Mel K show and on, on X and Follow what she's doing because she's doing great work. That's it for tonight's reckoning on today's News Talk TNT. Stay tuned for the Havorier Moritz Show. I'm Timothy Shea. Until next time, God bless you. God bless these United States. Keep fighting the good fight.